You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Hawkins Labs in the Upside Down. Okay. Okay. There we go. Sarah. Hello. Hello. Hello, Vocal Fam. Yeah. Vocal Fam. What a week it has been. That's for sure. Oh, my, go- oh my goodness. School has started. So many things have happened. I believe things. it. Things. I believe There were things. There were lots of things. I believe it. Uh, it's been a crazy week. I-, I kept having to ask, remind myself what day it was. Ugh. Ugh. But what is today? It's still Friday. It's still Friday. For a minute, I thought it was Saturday. It's really throwing me off that, like, I don't work on Fridays. And so my brain doesn't, I don't know. It's just throwing me off. I feel like it's Saturday. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's it's been quite a week. Um, I'm not even really sure where we should start today. Uh, I I spent, let me tell you. (laughs) before we get to your big uh your big adventurous Ah. day let's cover some uh more menial stuff from the week shall we oh yeah well that's fine too how was work how was work this week pretty good yeah i mean it was good this was the first week because last week was basically a week of first lessons which oh, that not it exhausting? It is, and it's totally different than teaching just normal lessons. Because, I mean, and I had to straight up tell them, I was like, look, like this first week, I'm really just trying to get to know you, get to know your voice, and we got to figure out what you're going to sing. And then I had to explain to, like, 10 high school, or not 10 high school, 10 middle school girls why they really maybe weren't in a great place to sing First Bird. <laughs> I think I broke their hearts a little bit. They were like, well, what if we, what if we, they were like, there's enough of us to sing all the different parts. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not actually the issue. But yeah, so right. this week was more getting into the swing of how things will be, I guess. So first, for, let me tell you something. I, it's an interesting experience that you just had for the first time. First, first weeks, and I, like I'm sort of dreading next week in a way, only because like I'm excited to work with all the new students like the first time and get them rolling. That's exhausting. But like all, it's exhausting when you when you have like a whole bunch of students or the and the worst is when you're in a new place mm-hmm. and so your entire studio is new. And that's how it's, it was. It's exhausting, even if it's good. It's exhausting. It is. Well, because, because especially with a bunch of middle school and high school, I'm the only teaching girls, but they're so, well, and I think this would be with any age, really. They're nervous around you and self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And so you, I felt like I had to put out more energy to try to, like, get more from them. Like, I, I yeah. ended up giving so much, trying to yep. make them comfortable, and I, I don't see that going away anytime soon, which, like, I get it. Like, I'm totally new, they're self-conscious, and I'm just trying to, like, make them understand that, I don't know, I don't fight, I'm not, I'm not, I'm there to help them, I guess, that this is fine. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, every time I've ever moved jobs, I, it's just like that first week. It's you know, even though it's so good, it's just oh man. Granted, it is. you're really gonna have that, don't you? Have like a studio full of freshmen. I have, I have more freshmen and new students because we had a retirement, and so I have some new students from that retirement, and we had some other things, Ooh. and so. Uh, uh, Price is no longer with us. Really? Oh my goodness! Um, you leave for like a month and a half, and major retirements happen. 
Uh, so I have like one of his former seniors who I've got to get through a recital this semester. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, that's actually less exhausting though than starting six freshmen. Oh, I'm sure. I am positive. And, and it's been, it's been a minute since I've had six freshmen. I mean, a minute. Yes. I can imagine that. Yeah. (gasps) Well, that's as in, as in. I bet it's been eight years. Do you have any transfers? I have one transfer. Okay. Okay. So I have one. I have one who I took who was from retirement. I have one transfer, and then I think I. So maybe I only have four freshmen. But I mean, but you know, still. actually, because no, yeah, I probably only have four freshmen. But still, it's just, it's, it's like, hmm. It, that's a lot compared to. I mean last year and then you're explaining breathing to four people and posture to four people and yes that is something on onset to four people and you know i you would be very proud of me i have um oh i wish i had brought it with me over here i have a thing that i got at target that's full of straws but it's really cute. <laughs> it's got like little, all the straws are little ice cream straws. Like they have little ice cream cones all over them. And it's in this cute little container with a picture of ice cream. It's adorable. And I take it everywhere. And because none of these, none of my students, a few of my students know how to do lip trills, but none of them really know how to do lip trills, which is usually right. my go-to. So I've been making them all sing in straws. They all think I'm nuts, but it's been so good. Awesome. It's so good. Um, so I have to tell you about our first ped class. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that starting. So I have a very strange undergraduate ped group this semester. All right. Which will be, I think, entertaining for the listeners the entire semester. Swirling Vortex 2? I have all guys. What? I have no women. You have all Men. I have a class of nothing but male students. Are they all in ped- Are they all ed majors? Uh, no. I think I only have. I think I only have. No, uh, half of them are ed majors. I was gonna say because I, I, I can it's think ha- of a it's, few. It's, 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 it's half and half. It's like half ed majors and then some performance and BA, but. Oh my gosh! But all guys this semester. It just happened to have fall that way. That's crazy. So on the first day, you'll appreciate this. On the first day, so it. I asked them. I mean, and this is this is vocal fry for the win right here. I asked them what they and actually this will set up what we can talk about about plomp a little bit for a minute. Um, I asked them what they thought this class was about. Oh no. <laughs> I just, I think, I mean, when I thought about it, I realized who's in that class, and I'm, I'm so intrigued. What, so, what did they say? Well, it was an interesting list, and it was actually a list that I think a lot of people would come up with, okay. to be honest. Okay. So, you know, I asked them, or maybe I asked them what they thought they were going to learn, or some something like that. I might have asked them both. And, you know, uh, the very first thing was, like, anatomy of the voice. Okay, yeah. That. How to teach people to sing. That's like, yeah, okay. I, okay. Uh, a, a phrase that you'll know uh, how I maybe responded in the end. Proper technique. Delightful. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful word choice. They, just, they didn't even know what they were bringing upon themselves. All right. All right. Uh, so proper technique. Uh, let's see. He- healthy singing. Okay. Okay. Healthy, healthy singing. All, uh, all for that. Let's, let's see. Um, there was one. Oh, uh, voice types. Voice okay. types. Wait, just just that. Okay. Yeah, like okay. whatever. Okay. Uh, and there was another one, and I don't remember what it was. It, I think it had to do with oh I, you know what it was how the voice functions. Okay, there's that's probably whoever said that. Are they like one of your students? 
No, actually. Interesting. I would have guessed that's something that like, oh, they've been in your studio, they're around you. No, but the other weird thing about this particular ped class is as of this semester, 75% of the enrollment of this class are my private voice students. Yeah, that seems right. Um, Not so anyway, uh, but at the end of it, I said, okay. And, and I sort of gave them like a, of the things that they named, I was like, we will talk about this. You know, I was like, you know, we will talk about anatomy. I was like, when it gets into the nitty gritty of teaching, we're going to talk about that this semester with every topic. But I was like, the practical application of that is really next semester. Um, You know, so we, oh, somebody else brought up the acoustics of the singing voice. Of course. Um, And I was like, that, that's really second semester. I'll deal with it a little bit in this class, whatever. But I said, you're, you've missed one critical thing, which is actually going to be the first number of weeks of this class, which is listening and learning to listen to singers. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. nobody brought that up. And they all were like, huh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you have, to, you have to use your ears first. I mean, it's true. So that sort of set up. And then I gave a little introduction um, to evidence-based voice pedagogy to Kari's okay, yeah. model. That's I a put good the Venn start. Di- I put the Venn diagram on the board, yeah. gave them a like a two-minute history of voice pedagogy and sort of that the model of voice pedagogy that I was going to be presenting to them all semester was sort of in the vein of evidence-based voice pedagogy where there's practical application of practitioners and experience of singers and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. There's research, that, and those two don't always intersect, but they do intersect, and that then there's student outcomes and expectations, and when those three meet, that's the model of evidence-based voice pedagogy. So anyway... So I sort of point. I sort of wrapped up the first day there. Yeah. Um before next time and and I think they have to read John Nix's article for next time that that primer on vocalizing that I like that just is to see That's usually what you start with. Just to see how broad a picture vocalizing can be in general. And then of course the next, you know, six classes we're going to spend or five six classes we're going to spend listening to singers and even if I don't introduce them to any terms like auditory roughness or whatever they're gonna they're gonna hear buzz or sizzle yeah they're gonna hear and i don't have any graduate students anymore to in, in there to say i can't say sizzle so i get to say sizzle all i want i don't think any did we ever stop you from trying to say sizzle leah didn't like i think it. we tried to stop you from saying things like off the chain you well remember, that, you remember that, that great moment that, but that's not a psychoacoustics or doesn't relate to any descriptor of the sound yeah exactly <laughs> Should never okay, have been so, said in that class. So, <laughs> so basically, Vocal Fry, if you go back to episode two of Vocal Fry ever, it's called Off the Chain. Off the Chain. I can't even remember what some. I'm sure you said something weird last year, too, in there that we were like. Mm-hmm. You guys did not like the word sizzle at first. I'm just saying. That was probably Leah. Because I, I don't have any particular memory associated with that. That might have been a class she sat in. Anyway, it sort of relates back to our conversation about the word fob, I think. Fob. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Vocal Fry, I don't like the sound of the word fob. Yeah, like funny. Like some people don't like the sound of the word M-O-I-S-T. I don't like the sound of the word fob. You mean moist? Moist, yes, moist, that, moist. Yes, that, that one. I'm feeling very contrary tonight. Um, I, for good reason. Um, I, okay, so I have to tell you about Plomp, though. And I don't have a lot to say about this yeah. chapter right at this second, but I do have to tell you what I've been working on all week, okay? All right, lay it on me. Turn to page. Vocal, vocal Fry, we've been sort of trying desperately <laughs> to work through uh, Rainer Plomp's The Intelligent Ear. Yep. And I think failing more than we're conquering, but... Um, we're, uh, but we're getting there. We haven't given up. We're, we're still in chapter two, right? Because like yeah, okay. chapter two. Good. Page th- I didn't page read page page. Okay, so actually, so as I was reading the his conclusion this week and working through his conclusion, yes. or I guess discussion. Um, have you at any point in the in any of these chapters made like weird little um equations for yourself? 
Nope, that's you, man. So I've been making little word equations for myself. Okay. Trying to relate terms that he uses to terms that I use or understand better. Even if he's using the terms just... Like at the beginning of his wrap-up, he talks about timbre, which is the outcome equaling the waveform. Okay. And pitch equaling the period and loudness equaling the amplitude. And actually having that all just written out... And timbre, loudness, and pitch being, as Ian told me, the perception. And, of course, waveform, period, and amplitude being the physical realities of what's going on in the physics world. Yes. Um, But anyway, I had real trouble with the final paragraph on page 31. Okay. Where he talks about nonlinear distortions. Okay. Okay. And I, I had a long talk with Dr. Howell about nonlinear distortions one morning. Okay. And if you saw, did you see my description to you and Michael in the group text? Was that like today or, oh, there's going to be a loud thing of Aria barking just there. <laughs> I, I know I liked it. Oh, good. Um, it, was, it, was, it was later this afternoon after you apparently stopped paying attention to us. I did, y'all started saying like, a lot and I'm gonna be honest I came home I took some cold medicine and that's pretty much it for me do you have the sniffles I do I don't know I I've been trying to fight it for a few days and I actually thought I was better this morning apparently I was just really hyped up on life and then when I got home and the adrenaline stopped coursing through my veins I realized no no I, I I am still a little sick let's see Got it. Well, anyway, so what I was texting you is... Oh, uh, yeah, I see. Yes, all, all that business. Um, so after uh, Dr. Howell and I had our long talk about this paragraph, because this paragraph really confused the heck out of me. Yes. I'm just going to say it. Because um, there was a lot of equations in it that were bothersome to me. But I was just sort of... A, bothered by the idea of distortion yeah and all all a distortion in this case is don't think of like anything related to musician distortion like a guitar or anything like that i vaguely saw you y'all's messages about that Um, okay I, i remember now yeah okay so like here is a real world example that that i've been playing with all week that 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 um ian described to me and then that I've been doing some stuff with 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 Mata and Voce Vista and our lovely Zoom and and all this kind of thing. Okay. So and I actually played this for Dr. Williams today, and he and I had a lovely talk about it. Um, so Ian set this up for me, so just let me give him credit for doing that. Okay. So I took Mata. Okay. And I I opened two Mata files and turned them both into sine tone generators. So. Take out all the reson. If you want to do this yourself, vocal fam, take out all the resonances. Okay. Uh, t- turn your vibrato down to zero, uh, uh, and just take out all the harmonics except the fundamental. And then in one of the windows, put your pitch to F, and then like F five, yeah. let's say, and your other pitch to like C six is what he uses. I actually had better success if I use C five. Okay. And and then once you're playing both, listen to it with headphones on. Okay. And 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 turn the gain up kind of loud. Okay. Um and move the C5 down by half step and right around A natural or A flat. Okay. All of a sudden you start to hear a new pitch. That is lower. That is lower than either of the sine tones that you're generating. Okay. So all of a sudden, there's a chord. Okay, that's really cool. So, are you are we about to have our first little sound example to go with the plump this week? Um, if I was plugged, if I could actually, I mean, I can plug. Well, you can. I mean. I was even I, thinking yeah, actually, you could, like, if you record it and just post it after, like, ah, here's the thing we mentioned. Or you can play it yeah. now if you're feeling wild. Unfortunately, what I can't do... What I can't do... 
is play it for you. Oh. L, ooh, and ah. Um... Okay, pause for a second. Okay. Let's do this one more time, vocal fam. So here's the two to tones. Oh, yes, that's nice and loud. I'll take your word for it again. Now, listen, vocal fam. Not here. Okay, now I'm going <laughs> to drop it down to the C5. Watch here. Right there. And here, even stronger. You hear the lower pitch? And there it goes away. Okay, Sarah, I'll be right back to you. And we're back. Well, okay. So anyway, we were using that as an example of the resultant tone that happens out of that. And I'm not sure if it came through the Zoom or not. We'll have to listen back to it. Uh, so that may have been totally pointless, Vocal Fam, and we apologize for our horrible technical difficulty. Again, if you want to know how to run a podcast. Or how not to. Maybe listen to Vocal Fry. Maybe. Um, Who knows? But Sometimes we do things. But anyway, what was interesting is we were sort of wondering between the two of ourselves if that resultant tone that happens, even though I'm only having Ma to generate two sine tones, if that resultant tone is actually in the compression wave in the air or if it's happening inside, you know, the ear itself, as he says at the end of the paragraph uh, this remarkable discrepancy in the perception of external versus internal ori originating distortion has still not been explored properly. It's probably been more explored than when Pomp R Plomp wrote that. Um, but uh, what was interesting is when we went back and recorded the room noise from my monitors with the zoom. Yeah. It's And then we took that file and played it back in Voce Vista. The resultant tone and the other resultant harmonics from that happening yeah. were in the compression wave in the air. Really? And then Dr. Williams and I actually took it a step further. I didn't record this part, so Vocal Fright family, you didn't hear this part. We took it a step further, and we actually filtered out the other information and just left the two sign tones. But you yeah. still heard the resultant other harmonics and... See, so what's going on is as those harmonics come closer together, your brain and apparently the air, which is weird, are filling in a missing fundamental because all of a sudden it's like those two sine tones get close enough together to be like harmonics five and six or six and seven. Yeah. You follow me um, on that? Yes. I'm so curious. And I'm wondering, like, I really want to know now what it is that made it like then record when you recorded it like that it picked up that tone as well like it wasn't just your ears your computer heard i put that in quotation marks i guess it too right and you know what i just thought of i'm gonna have to do some very fancy editing because we didn't pause your audacity we did not <laughs> oh, this is gonna be hilarious okay um Aha! vocal fam this episode is going to be one of the least clean episodes in the history of vocal fry i'm just yeah oops oh well it'll be fine that's what we get for trying to be fancy and play sound examples right that was my bad no we're but good it's not your fault um it was educational it was and if we can line the audio up it'll be great Right. Anyway, so I finished that this morning, and that was really what I wanted to add about Plomp this week because that was what I played with most of the week. Um, oh, that's really cool. Considering it was the first week of class, and then and all afternoon I sat through opera, our season opera and musical theater auditions for... Which apparently were 
shockingly good. We had the some from just really great showing from all around. I mean, the end of the... Hey, that's awesome. I mean, just the whole day was just wonderful. I mean, we heard some just wonderful growth in people and uh, just a really exciting day. Well, yay. I'm glad. Did y'all have like a good um, number as far as the opera goes? We have a very small opera cast to put well, put yeah. put together some things for that. That's we'll see difficult. what what Dr. Spivak chooses, um, and uh, a very large musical cast. Also, not surprising. Nearly 35, 40 people. That seems uh, that that seems right to me. Honestly, I'm not surprised. Um. So, uh, yeah, we've got a cast uh, to figure out. The musical's not till f- not till February, but we're gonna cast it now. Yeah, makes sense. Um. But I, I know she wants to figure out the opera first. So. Well, that comes first, so that that makes sense. In in. Will that be November, October? It is actually. Uh, you open on Halloween. Open on Halloween. So uh, anyway, it'll be it'll be fun and, and that'll be good. Um, okay, so wait before we get to your big day, because <gasps> uh, w- one more thing, one more thing. Fine, mass. Okay, I don't care. The Star Wars trailer dropped this week. Whoa, was that this week? We haven't talked about it on the podcast. Oh my god! I talked about the fact that there was footage that had dropped at D23, but we hadn't seen it yet. This has been such a long week. That's what I I'm didn't saying. Even realize? Oh my goodness! Yeah, thank goodness you stopped me. I never would have come back to. This. I know. Yeah. I knew we weren't going to get back to it. I had a we list really of. Weren't. I had a list of priorities for today. Okay. Um. Yeah. This is important. Okay. Star Wars trailer that dropped. Whoa. Was amazing. And I don't know, I'm living for some Sith Ray. Like, I don't know if that was just, if it wasn't real, if it was like a vision, you know, a la Luke what do you, visioning himself. Hold on one second, Miss Sarah, yes. That is fine. Oh, Miss Sarah. Yes. Vocal fam, Miss Sarah, did you get your letter from my children? I got it yesterday. It came it. in the mail last night. It came in the mail last night. I loved it, and I'm gonna no, write a yet. wonderful reply. Okay, okay. Th- yeah. say thank you. Thank you, Miss Sarah. Of course. Hello, Boko fam. Hi. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, sorry. That's apparently our new. That's apparently our new weekly interruption by my children. Um. Anyway. Always happy for it. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So. I mean, the big thing of this trailer obviously was Ian McDarmiad's voiceover at the end. Yes. And then leading to Ray with a double-sided. Okay. So there's multiple ah. there's there's multiple theories floating around uh, obviously because we have this thing called the internet. And well, yes. and, and there's Ray. there's multiple theories floating around the internet. Uh, yes. what's been your favorite theory so far on, on Ray at the end of the trailer? Oh, hmm. So there's a difference between my favorite and what I think is like most likely to happen. Okay, give us either. Well, I think potentially like most likely to happen, what would be like the best plot wise would be, and I hate this because I love Kylo Ren. But I think Kylo Ren will either die or be sacrificed, something like that. And that Rey then becomes our new Sith trainee, because, you know, you only got your two. Right. And, or maybe she trains with him. I don't know. Nah, I think he dies. I think he dies. And I hate that, but I I think he does. Um, And then she, you know, trains in the Sith, just like she's trained in the Jedi. She abolishes both. And names her new Grey Order Skywalker, thus Rise of Skywalker. That's what I think is, like, most likely to happen. It's not necessarily my favorite, because my favorite's a lot fluffier with, like, Kylo Ren and Rey running off into the sunset. That'd be great, right? They have already said, Kathy Kennedy said that Rey 
and Kylo touching hands was as close as Star Wars would ever get to sex. So... I didn't say they had to do that. I'm, I'm just saying, don't expect any higher level of intimacy. I'm not even saying they have to be in a relationship. I just want him to be happy. Okay. That's all. Um, I really like him. I like her too. I want them both to be happy. I like happy endings, but sure. I also get that's unlikely. Okay. So I think I do think the idea that you presented there. That at the end of the movie, there is a new order of force-wielding beings that are called the Order of Skywalker, I think is is a very strong theory. I think that's a very... There's a lot of good evidence to point to that. I think that there's... uh, I think the red herring... I think there's two red herrings with the Ray thing. I think one, there's the red herring of the idea that it could be a force vision and and particularly sort of, I guess it's sort of the same thing that it's a force vision like Luke's vision on Dagobah where he sees himself in the Darth Vader helmet. Yeah. So it could be that it's like a force vision, some kind of premonition who knows. It it could even be what Ren saw not what Ray saw. That could be true. But I think I, I'm going to say that the theory that was out there this week that I honestly do think is the strongest theory, working theory out there, is that that's one of probably hundreds of clone rays. Yikes, I, I hadn't even thought about that. And so that. the scene where she goes into the pit on the island... And, and sees, sees herself her, 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 is because she herself is a clone of this force-wielding child that the Emperor had made. Because even in The Force Awakens, Ren says maybe Supreme Leader should use a clone army instead of... And so the idea that there are clones still out there... I had not thought about and, that. And it was Palpatine who ordered the clones to be made of this child he knew of who had force-wielding abilities. I hadn't even thought about that. That's, I think that is a very strong theory. That'd be, okay, I thought of another theory while we were talking. This one, I, someone probably has had this theory before me, but I just thought of it. What if Ray is, like... That image comes from, like, maybe she's been training with Kylo Ren. And you know how usually there's always that, like, trial that the Sith has to do? Something where they have to sacrifice something, do something major that kind of proves their Sithness. Be it Anakin, then the children Jedi slaughtering them all. Yeah. Kylo Ren killing his dad. There's that final, like, line you have to cross. And what if it's Palpatine being like, okay, you got to kill Kylo Ren. And that's what breaks her out of this, like, no, I can't, like, like that commitment is where she breaks. And then it's like, no, I'm not going any further. And she merges, like, that's my new, that's the thought I had. I mean, I I still do love the idea of the potential for Rey to be the gray Jedi, I think is wonderful. Because even if you look at that shot of her as a still photo... It almost mm-hmm. looks like her face is two different colors. Wait, I thought that too. Yeah. I thought I was being crazy. because No, first I, I think it, that's on purpose. I looked at that and I honestly wondered, like my first thought was, oh, does she have a scar? Are they really like imitating this so much? But then I looked closer and I was like, nah, it just looks like it's two different colors, which might just be trying to take a still shot of it, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes ca- just, capturing an image off the internet doesn't always work well. So, I mean... Well, and I love coming up with, like, different theories. And specifically, not as I like coming up with so many theories because I feel like committing to a theory too much is where you end up then getting, like, disappointed or mad when you go see the movie. So I kind of enjoy just, like, continuing to come up with, like, oh, this would be a cool way for this to play out. This could be a cool way for this to play out. And maybe one of them will be right. Maybe my favorite one will be right. Oh, jeez. You just just want Star Wars to end up becoming a Star Wars rom-com. No, I just want my OTP. (laughs) 
My ship needs to come in. Oh, jeez. Like, I got it. I <laughs> got it. I got it. Anyway, Man, all right. Rolling. Speaking <laughs> of shipping, Sarah's had a big day, vocal fam. Sarah, before we get into it and tell them what you, tell them what you had for breakfast in preparation of your day. Oh, I had protein waffles. So you had a strong breakfast. Yeah. He- I had healthy. To be prepared. Like you had to have energy. Yes. Yes, I did. I didn't sleep at all last night. So, okay. Sarah, tell them what you did today. I went to Dragon Con, which is basically, it's like Comic Con, you know, any of those conventions, but here in Atlanta. And I got to meet and take a picture with David Tennant, and it was amazing. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, wow, she must have really, like, met him and gotten to speak with him. No. No, I walked in, I said, hi. I barely said hi. He said, hello. I think. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. It was some greeting, and it had a Scottish (laughs) accent. Uh, It's a blur. And I got to stand next to him and give him, like, the side hug and take a picture with him, and then I walked away, and he said, thank you, and it was amazing. It was, like, ten seconds tops, and I don't even care. It was phenomenal. What a great day. Did you call him DT? No, I I told you I could barely say hi. That's like the only word I could make come out of my mouth. I'm pretty sure I blushed. You didn't say, come with me. I wish, but I I couldn't say words and he was busy. And I kind of felt bad for him because he had been there for hours. No, I learned. You didn't ask him to say, Raxacalacala for Vila Pretorius. No, I couldn't do it. I couldn't say words or have my brain stopped working. It was like... It was such a weird moment to be face-to-face with David Tennant. It was amazing and fantastic and wonderful. And, no, it was just a really cool experience. Like, I've never been to a con or anything like that, so that was totally new for me. Dragon Con's big, too. It it was a big one. Like, I had no idea how big it was I mean, it's not SDCC, but it's... uh... No, but it it was big because, I mean... We agree, like, if we go again, which we're pretty much considering, like, I think we'll probably go next year, assuming that the lineup's decent. We're just going to, like, get there super early so that we can actually go in and get the autographs from people we want to get autographs from. Because that's free. But, so we got there at, like, 10. And when we got there, the line to get into the autograph hall, which was in a ballroom, which we realized late, like later, the reason why it got so long is David Tennant actually was in there signing autographs as well as Catherine Tate and, oh, I can't say her name, Martha Jones, the actress that plays Martha Jones. Freema Aguillon. T- yeah, I'm terrible at saying her name. Well, apparently they were all in there signing autographs. And so very quickly, the line literally came out the building wrapped around the entire block all the way back to the front. Like, not when, like, when I say, like, oh, I don't even want to say around the hotel because it was an entire city block just packed. And I have never seen And we just were like, you know what? Like, we would love to get these autographs, but that's just not worth it. And Goodness gracious. Especially since we knew we were going to get to see David Tennant. So we just walked around and, like, they had a whole, like, arcade section with, like, video games and, like, the old arcade games. And so we played those for a while. And then the costumes were epic. Honestly, I considered taking pictures just with the people. Oh, yeah. Costume. I mean, the cosplay is, like, half the, the thing. The cosplay was amazing. Yeah. They're, um, I mean, you don't play World of Warcraft. No. I play World of Warcraft. And there were some people in amazing costumes oh. from that. Like, they were so elaborate. We said, like, we both were like, you know, we probably couldn't, like, just, well, maybe we could, who knows, I say this now, getting, like, a really good costume, like, every year, but maybe getting, like, one and just wearing it a bunch of times, like, if we're gonna keep going, I want to be a cool kid, right? I mean, I mean, don't, don't we all? Yeah, and there were so many people dressed, I mean, they were just such good costumes. There was one guy, speaking of Star Wars, that I legitimately, like, I turned to Jimmy, I was like, like, Mark Hamill wouldn't really be here, right? Right? <laughs> he, his costume to look like Luke 
and especially it was now Luke. It uh-huh, wasn't like, like Last you know Jedi I mean? Luke. Yeah. It was so realistic, and he looked like, like, he looked so much like Mark Hamill that, honestly, if, if it hadn't been that we were in line for the photos you had to pay for to take with the people, then I would have been like, gotcha, I mean, that's definitely him. He's doing that thing where the famous people come uh-huh. and walk around and see if anyone recognizes him. And he him. would but do that. He would totally do that. Like He would totally do that, yeah. but I doubt he would pay to take a picture with another actor. Yeah, I don't he know. I don't know. You know. I mean, uh, people should be paying to take pictures with him. Yeah, that's true. Granted, you don't have to if you find this guy. That's true. It's crazy, but it was just a really cool. And we laughed like, let me just tell you, Dad Bod Thor represented very well. I bet Dad Bod well. Thor was all over the place. Oh, I, I mean, I would say like actually, uh, uh, you know, officially is is the term officially not bro Thor. I believe the official Marvel Studios term is Brothor. I guess I just thought that because it was specifically it was a lot of dads with children that had dressed up like that. I was assuming. It was cute to see all the little kids running around too in their costumes. They were all on leashes. Very precious. Awesome. Very precious. Awesome. Yeah, no, it was just a crazy experience. Like I met David Tennant today. I already told you this, but vocal fan does know. I, I would definitely rank this in like top five days, best days of my life. Which is it's awesome. Which is awesome. Does, I think Jamie's laughing at me in the corner. But it's fine. As long as Jamie outranks it, I think we're still okay. He he does. He knows that. <laughs> yeah, he's he he knows. Granted, like when we first started dating, I think I told him that like if David Tennant ever showed up and was like, "Hey, come to the TARDIS or something," I'd be like, "Bye, James. Sorry." <laughs> I probably wouldn't go with him now. I mean, but let's admit. Probably. I mean, if David Tennant showed up in a TARDIS, I mean, how many of us wouldn't just say, "Be like, ah, I think it's time to go." Would he even know time? You know, but that hasn't worked out for so many companions. It really hasn't you know, it did like like Clara and with Danny Pink, it really didn't work didn't out. Work, no, no, it didn't. I probably have to bring him. Um, vocal fam, just to be very clear, Typical for those of you who are not big Doctor Who fans, David Tennant was the tenth Doctor. He's oh, also yeah. been uh, very famous for uh, the show Broadchurch. Um, which he was absolutely phenomenal in with Olivia Coleman, who's going to, de- of course, make her debut in The Crown here in November. Yes. Um, but he was also in Jessica Jones. He was. The, he Good was. Omens. He's just been in Good Omens this summer on Amazon Prime. Uh, the Neil Gaiman, Terry Pratchett, Good Omens. A lot of people dressed up as um, his character and then the angel from that. He, Crowley. Crowley, yes, Crowley, his Crowley, his character's yeah. Crowley. Uh, the other Crowley. the other angel is Aziraphale. Uh, the angel is Aziraphale. He plays the de- yeah. he plays the demon Crowley in in Good Omens, which apparently you know the as I told you the six episodes of that are the entire yeah. book, but apparently Amazon is in negotiations with them to do another series. Interesting. Which Neil Gaiman's gonna write, but well, it's. I don't think it's any weirder than like Handmaid's Tale right. being a TV show. Right. Well, and actually, uh, we never really talked about this much on the podcast, but um, one of the Amazon shows that I absolutely adore is The Man in the High Castle. And um, Philip K. Dick only wrote the first season was the book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the rest of it's been all original material. Yeah. That's cool. um, so... And it, I mean, you know, the, it's it the, it's been done before. I guess is the yeah. It, it's not unheard of. It is always a little. Af- it makes me a little apprehensive because it can be good and it can be done well, but it can also well like, and not. right, particularly because and I I will confess I've not watched this or read the books, but I know people who have done both who are fans of Neil Gaiman, and um, a lot of people who loved the book American Gods did not yeah. like the TV show. It said it just did not work. Interesting. Um, I, but I haven't watched or read, so I can't speak Same. to that at all. Uh, I just know Same. that that's a commonly held opinion. Um, 
Anyway, so what a what a week it's been. Like who knew going into See, this I, met David I mean, you <laughs> met David Tennant. We had a Star Wars trailer that dropped. I was kind of expecting maybe it was Star Wars. I should have known with D23 being when it was. I was sort of expecting maybe the first weekend of the NFL, but um, you know, maybe we'll get another. No, I don't think so. I think if we get another trailer, it'll be Thanksgiving. I don't actually know when the NFL starts, so and, like, and, that could be before or after. NFL starts the weekend after this one. Um, oh, well, then, no, we probably won't get one then. That's very soon. Yeah, no. I thought it was, like, October. No, I, I, do, I do think we will get more footage, but I would bet it's not till... Like, I could see it being maybe... I'm trying to think what big events happen between now and then... Uh, it could be it could be something linked with Thanksgiving, like a you know something That'd along with cool. the launching of the holiday season. Because um, remember, the movie doesn't come out until like the third weekend of December, at which is like the twenty first or something. So I mean, they've got a full three weeks of December now. Thanksgiving's kind of late, mm. but that was to say Thanksgiving's a little late to have like a a full trailer drop. Well, uh, end game. Wait. I mean, 35 uh, different if, trailers after we thought we weren't going to get any trailers? I could see them dropping it around the time Disney Plus drops. Well, and that could be. I mean, because that's November the 12th. Um, by yeah, the way, Speedy, that was this week, too, and I need to do that this week. Did you see the deal they're running this week? Yes, where you, you can buy two years and get the third year. Like, free. Was it free? So or? if you buy... Two, so the I think the price is going to be something like $12 a month or something. Which already they had me with that. Right. Well, but if you do it for a year subscription, you can get a year for 110 Which is already Instead better. of like 120 or something. Or 100 and, no, 44 So it's like already saving you a bunch of money. But yeah. then they're running a limited time thing. But you have to be a D23 member to do it. You at least have to have signed up for the D23 email list serve. But here's the thing. When they release, so you could then you could get two, you could get three years for 210. But when they announced it, it crashed the, it crashed their server within an hour. I'm sure it did. That's an amazing deal. Galaxy's Edge opened this week too, by the way. I mean, it was there with this week was crazy. It's a crazy. And game. we're about to have a hurricane destroy Florida. I know. I just saw that. I'm actually going to text my sister and see if she's planning on evacuating. I, I don't know the path, but well, it is. I've never had to. Think it was about actually it just already upgraded to a Category Four, and they didn't expect it to get there until it was I close. I just to, got that alert too. Yeah, it's cra- crazy times to be. It what a crazy time to be alive. Yeah, I met David Tennant. <laughs> anyway, that's just, as far as I'm concerned, that's what happened. Uh, well, we're praying for all I those people David in Florida. We're praying for all those people on the Florida coast, ah. though, uh, because I have family on the Florida coast yes. and lots of the vocal fam so do I now. Uh, down there. And uh, we're, of course, praying for yeah. Florida and, and for safety through this storm. And, and just uh, it'll be an interesting week altogether. Um, yes. Yeah. So anyway, any takeaways for this week? Any good thoughts? I feel like I made it a bit of a bit of Do you have any advice that if you ever meet your hero celebrity crush of of what not to do or what to do? I don't know. Mm. Playing what you're going to say or something. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I did pretty good. I said, "Hi." <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't like spit out words that aren't words. Like, nothing weird happened. I didn't, like, run up and try and hug him or anything weird like That's that. That's like, good. Right? Because, like, uh, girls in line, a few people ahead of us ran up and did that. And, like, you could see it, it just, he he handled it really well. And he was really nice. But, like, it just, he wasn't expecting it. it he seemed a little alarmed for a second. Which, like, I get it. Like, you're not expecting random strangers to run up and tackle hug you. Was there a handshake so. for Jamie, at least? I don't know. I, I, I forgot to look. Oh, jeez. I walked up. I'm telling you, I walked <sighs> up. I said hi. I managed to hi, and I immediately like went to the like side hug picture place because But you do have a picture like, of it, which... I do have a picture of it. Pretty epic. Ah! Pretty epic. 
Pretty pretty epic. My wife was Empress Vocal Fry was pretty jealous. I told her just move the auditions and come. We yeah okay anyway well. I know that really wasn't an option, but what's done is done. If he ever comes back. Yeah. Anyway. If he ever comes back, right? If he ever comes back. All right, vocal fam. Well, listen, that's probably enough for of this drivel for this week. Uh, they don't love hearing me just declare over and over my love for David. Tennant. I mean, I do, Weird. but I, I, Weird. I don't know. Anyway, all right. I get it. Uh, so we will be back with you. Uh, I'm hoping to start recruiting for data collection this week. So, hey. goodness gracious, what a world! What a world! What a world! It's crazy. Uh, did I tell you I'm giving a faculty recital this semester? Uh, oh, you want to know what's weird? You didn't tell me it, but I accidentally clicked on this Google Doc on my phone. I didn't even know I had that has the performance calendar for MC, and I saw it on there. <laughs> and it was the weirdest thing ever. That's hilarious. Yeah, I was just like, oh, he's giving a recital. Well, that's nice. Yeah, October 2nd, Tyler and I are going to give a recital, so. I didn't even know that Google Doc still existed, was updated on a regular basis, but... Here we are. Here we are. I saw you're in charge of 055 now. I am in charge of our departmental recital now, yes. I gave a very inspiring Excited. talk about being a good colleague on Wednesday. Oh, I'm sure. And, uh, and uh, the GAs are actually now just stamping programs, and the students have to keep their... Thank heavens. And the students have to keep their programs, and if they don't keep their programs, they fail 055. Good. Thank goodness. That, the, that last year was... Horrible. Yeah, so we've we've changed that process. Good, good. And this is so much better. Put the impetus of responsibility on the students. Yeah. Oh, good. Because did, it should be. Did you think I was going to keep attendance all semester? Well, and it was just so irresponsible and risky. Because, like, let's be real. All of us that took up those um, their cards, their their I can't their IDs. Like, we just laid them out. Like, we weren't going to sit there and wait for them to yeah. forget to come and get yeah. them. So we would lay them on the table, yeah. but then anybody could walk so by. So we're, not, we're not doing any of that. Anyway. Yeah. All right. All right, Vocal Fam. That's it for us. There's no point in us sinking because uh, I have to edit this, the time markers anyway. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's true. All right. Let's All right. just stop this thing. Peace out. So 